everyone, my name is Philippe and this is the podcast Life with AI, the podcast that we talk about artificial intelligence in a simpler way. And for today's episode, we're gonna have a very interesting subject that is how to make an autonomous driving car drive anywhere. So we have a problem, like we had a problem, we still do, that is autonomous driving cars, they are just able to drive where we have uh, some annotated data because we need to train the vehicles, and at least in the beginning, they were only able to drive in easy places, like uh, German highways, highways, or like American streets where everything is well signalized and so on. But in Brazil, we always said, we, we, all, we had a joke that is, I want to see an autonomous driving car driving here. And now Tesla Autopilot is working in Brazil. So they overcame this, this problem. And for today's episode, I will use this example of autonomous driving cars, driving anywhere to explain what the concept, what the artificial intelligence concept behind it. And the concept is the semi-supervised learning and also the domain adaptation problem. What's the problem? One of the biggest problems that I, I, I'm trying to introduce here in the, the podcast that we have today is that we have a lot of data in our world. We have billions of billions of images and texts and so on. But the problem is that this data is not labeled. So most of the algorithms that I talk here and that we have are for labeled data. It's supervised learning. So we need the data and the label related to this data. But I could say that like less than 1% of the data that we have in the world is labeled. And also our brain we learn with uh, unlabeled data. Like imagine, I will give an example that I will enter deeper to explain this concept of semi-supervised learning and domain adaptation, that is digits. So if you learn on school to recognize digits like zero, one, two, three, you can recognize these digits no matter where. You will learn in the board, in the blackboard or in your notebook, and you will be able to recognize these digits like in transit board or no matter where, you, we are able to recognize these digits. But it's not the, the same for the computer. And to introduce it, we have a, a data set called MNIST that is the simplest data set possible in deep learning related to CNNs, related to images. There are just numbers, it's a binary image with the, a black background and then the digit is in white. So we have digits 0, 1, 0 to 9, like just digits. It's really simple. You can have a, with a simple network accuracy of 99% in this problem. It's really easy. But if you train a neural network that has 99% accuracy on this data set and you try to recognize digits on a transit board, for instance, you will have a terrible result. Why? Because the algorithm was not able to generalize with different domains, even having the same problem. So now you, you see the problem and we will try to overcome this problem having a semi-supervised learning to have a domain adaptation. And what's the simplest way to do it? This works very well for digits, for instance, but it's, it's like it's too simple for work to work for autonomous driving. But it's, it's very simple, you're gonna see. So, it's a single domain adaptation problem, is that we, we will have uh, images of uh, MNIST that are labeled and also images of digits, but in a transit board that are not labeled. So what we're gonna do? We're gonna extract features related to these images using a CNN. And just to remember you guys, the CNN in this case is an encoder architecture. You have the image 
and through the convolutions we're gonna decrease the special size of the image until a moment that uh, through the convolutions and the poolings we're gonna have uh, the features that represent this image and through these features we're gonna make a classification of which digit this image represents so what you're gonna have here is a ramification after these extracted features to say for each domain this image belongs so what we're gonna have is the first branch of the first ramification, the first branch that will classify the image when the digit of the image when we have the label and another branch that will say for which domain this image belongs. And of course, for the, for the transit board images, we will not classify each digit because we don't know the label, but we will learn the domain. And through the backpropagation, through the way that uh, the network learns, we're gonna have also features extracted of this network. And for the branch that wants to classify if uh, it's from one domain or for the other domain, the interesting part here is that we want that this branch be terrible because if it's able to classify, okay, this data is from one domain, this data is from the other domain, it means that we are not being able to extract the features of the two images in a way to, to say that zero in the MNIST is the same zero in the transit board, for instance. So instead of wanting a good result of this branch of the network, we want a bad result. And this is like, it's very interesting because it's not that intuitive, but that's what, what we want. We want that it's, go it's gonna be the same in the end. So even a very well-trained neural network will not be able to say if this image comes from one domain or for the other because the features extracted will be the same. So with these extracted features saying that, well, an MNIST zero is the same thing as a transit board zero, then we will be able to classify a transit board zero as a zero just using the MNIST trained data, well, the MNIST classifier. So it's very important to know this nuance that we want to this branch of the network to be bad. So the represented features, the extracted features be very good because of this. So yeah, this, this is very important to know. So we will understand the digits in this other domain. That's why it's the problem of uh, domain adaptation. And in this case, after doing it, you can have a much better classification in this domain of transit board, even having only the labels of the MNIST. So here we are being able to cross domains and here is a single domain adaptation, but we can also have multi-domain adaptation. Instead of, instead of just having like transit board, we would also have, for instance, license plate images or digits written by a children in the notebook or digits written by a professor in the blackboard. And so many domains and through all these domains, we will learn in the same way. We will, for the MNIST, make the classification when we have, and for MNIST and also all the other ones, we're gonna have the second branch of the network that will say, for each domain, the image belongs. And through this, we will be able to understand the same context and the same problem, which is, say, which digit the image corresponds to, but for completely different domains, for license plates, for transit boards, or for a blackboard, or for a notebook. And this is the problem of domain adaptation. And you can see that is much more similar to what we have like in our brain. We learn in the school uh, how to recognize the digits, but we, we can apply uh, in everywhere. 
And now we will also be able to apply in everywhere. We don't need a label for everything. We just need images corresponding to the same domain for the same problem and some labels. This is the same supervised learning approach that at least for me and the best researchers are saying that it's the future because, well, we don't have uh, all the data in the world annotated. We just have some, but we have a huge amount of data that we are not using because we don't have labels. And in this way, we can use this data. Very well. We have a very simple network that works to recognize digits in different domains. Does this network is enough to make uh, autonomous driving cars drive no matter where? Of course not, it's too simple. And now we're gonna go into this harder problem and we're gonna talk about the state of the art for this problem, which interesting is from my professor, Mathieu Cort. So I will talk about a paper and an algorithm proposed by him and some other researchers from Valeo, which is a French uh, autonomous driving company. This is not exactly what Tesla uses because, well, I don't know exactly what they use. Maybe I will do one episode about Tesla Autopilot one day. I need to study their, their system. But well, anyways, this is something that allows us to have an autonomous driving car dr driving in different domains. And just to remind you about this autonomous driving problem, what we want here is that we have the image that the car sees, for instance. And we want to segment this image because we have a lot of not that important information. We just need the information about the street, about uh, people, cars, traffic lights, transit board, well, animals. We need this image. We need this information. With this information, we can have just by pixelizing the image. So it's a segmentation problem. And how does it work? You're gonna have your image. Through the network, you're gonna decrease the special size of the image through an encoder as the same way as we do for classification. And we're gonna have the features that represent this image. But instead of making classification from these features, we're gonna, from these features, we're gonna upscale the image. So we're gonna increase the spatial size of the image and have in the end an image with the same size, but instead of being the same image, is a segmented image. So for each pixel of the image, we're gonna have one label representing what this pixel represents in the real image. So if it's the street, it's gonna be one label. If it's a person, it's gonna be another label. If it's a car, it's gonna be another label. And this is what we want in the end. It's important to understand that we have an encoder to take the features and a decoder from these features to re remake the, the image, but in a pixelized way. Well, so let's dive into the state of the art for this problem, which is well, at least one of the state of the arts. The name of this network is MTKT, Multi-Target Knowledge Transfer. It's a big name, but you, you're gonna understand why. Because of course, multi-target is because we have uh, many domain sources to, to understand well. The name of the network says what, what it does. But well, first of all, it's trained in form of a gun. I have some episodes explaining gun, so I will not go deep into it, but you just need to know that a gun, you're gonna have a generator that will generate the pixelized image and a discriminator to say if the image is fake, like generated by the generator, or if it's a real image. Because like in this case, in the discriminator, we know the, the label, like the, the ground truth of the image. The, this image is labeled. The problem is that we have a bunch, 
amount of images that are not labeled. And we want to use these images. So for the images that are labeled, we can say, well, if they are real or fake. Knowing that we're gonna train it as a gun, let's suppose that we're gonna have a label a data about Paris. So we have a bunch of images of a driving car and these images are labeled in a pixelized way in Paris. But we have non-labeled data for 10 other cities. So what we're gonna have? We're gonna, we have 10 other cities that are not labeled. So our multi-target domain is in the size of 10. So we're gonna have one encoder. This encoder wants to represent the feature of all the images and 10 decoders. One decoder for each city that we don't uh, know the, the label, we don't have the label. So one for each non-labeled domain. And we also have 10 discriminators, one for non-each labeled domain. And from here, we can already see there is a very big network. Imagine if you have like a hundred different domains, we would have a 200 networks. Actually it's 201 because we have a one shared encoder and the decoder is not shared. So we're gonna have for a hundred cities, 201 networks. This is not scaled. So how can we use it in practice? We cannot put a hundred. Well, so it's important to say that when we are gonna use it in practice, we're not gonna use the discriminator. The discriminator is just used to help during the training. We just want the encoder and the decoder part. But anyways, using this kind of architecture, we would need a hundred networks in your, in your car. Like you would take more time to process the information than, and then you're going to have a car accident. So it would not work. So the, the main point of the, this network is that after training for the case of 10 cities, for instance, we're going to train one encoder, 10 decoders and 10 discriminators. We're just going to train after we train everything, we're going to have a new decoder when we're going to say a master decoder. And in the paper, they call a target agnostic decoder. And the goal of this decoder is to learn the representation of all the other domain decoders. So if you have 10 decoders, this master decoder in the end, it will learn uh, the representation for all the 10 decoders. And okay, maybe it's getting complicated for you guys, but now I will go deep to explain how does it works. Well, first of all, we see here that we have one decoder and one discriminator for each different domain. So the first decoder and the first discriminator will be used for the first domain. The second decoder and the second discriminator will be used for the second domain. The third decoder and the third discriminator will be used for the third domain and so on. So knowing that for the labeled image in our example for Paris, we're gonna pass Paris through all the network, through the encoder and through all the 10 decoders. And the goal for of the decode, of course, the goal of the encoder is to understand the feature representation of this image. And the goal of the decoders is to, from this feature representation, recreate this image, but in a pixelized way. In other words, give the correct label for each pixel of the image. Then for the image of Paris that we have the label, we're gonna say for all the 10 decoders, if it's an image from Paris or for the other domain. And it's important to remember that for this part of the network, the part that we want to classify between the domains, if the image belongs to Paris or to the other domain, we want it to have a, be a bad result. We want to fool 
this domain classification because if we are able to fold the domain classification it means that the features extracted from Paris or from the other city they are quite the same so this part of the model is not able to differentiate between them so as I said before we pass the opposite of the gradient to train it and we also gonna have the discriminator that gonna say oh it's a generated image or it's a real image so for the first case for an image that we have the label is it. Now let's go for the image that we don't have the label for the first domain. For the first domain, this image is gonna pass through the encoder and then through the first decoder. There is a decoder that is related to the first domain. But in this case, we cannot compare the representation that we have after the decoder because we don't have a ground truth. We don't have the labels. So what we want here is just to say, well, is this image from Paris or from the other domain? And we're gonna do it for the second domain, for the third domain, for the fourth domain. So during this part of the training, for the image that we have the label, we're gonna pass it through all the network and for the different domains, we're just gonna pass this image through the correct decoder, through the correct network related to this domain. So in the end, we're gonna have 10 different networks that are very good each one for Paris and for each specific domain, but we, we still have these 10 images. So after everything is trained, what we're gonna do is that we're gonna have this new meta network, the meta decoder that they call target agnostic classifier or target agnostic decoder. And the goal of this last decoder is to summarize the learned information of all the images. If we are able to summarize this information of the, all the 10 different decoders, we're gonna be able to understand Paris and also the 10 other domains. And why do we need this architecture? We need this big architecture because the first simple one is not enough. So with this architecture, we hope that we will be able to understand everything. And well, just to train this target agnostic segmentation, we use a Kubak library divergence, it's just a, a formula. But what you need to retain here is that for each domain, we want to reproduce the segmentation that the network did. So in the end, if we are able to achieve it, and of course they, they did achieve it in the paper, you're gonna have a network that is able to well segment pairs, but also gonna work for all these different domains that uh, we don't have labels. And well, and well, as I told you, this is not exactly Tesla autopilot, but you can, well, it's important to understand that probably Tesla use it, Tesla autopilot use it. And mainly it's very important to understand that this new, well, it's not that new, but this kind of training, the self, the same supervised way and also self-supervised way, they are very important. And I'm trying to like, Put it in your head because mainly when we study artificial intelligence, we focus on supervised methods and we don't study a lot semi-supervised, unsupervised and self-supervised. But this new kind of learning is getting much better results and it's not that complicated. You just include like, if you have a, a easy, an easy problem, you just include a new branch in your network and it's gonna work very well. And you, you're gonna have a model that don't work only for your specific domain, but also for other domains. And with just a small increase in your network, you'll be able to have much better results.
And guys, I will post on GitHub a notebook related to same supervised learning. Well, I will not put uh, the state of the art, neither an application related to autonomous driving, but there is, it's an application related to digits, the MNIST digits, and you'll be able to see yourself how to code the network. Like it's very simple. You're gonna see the code there. You can just copy paste to your project if you need. And also how to input the data to the model because well, there are some nuances that you, you need to input in the right format. But it's very simple. You're just going to see my code and use if you need. And yes, about the MNIST uh, data set. And well, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I know it was a little bit technical, but well, I hope also that it was clear the message that I want to pass that to achieve a better learning. We need this different kind of learning, not only supervised, but semi-supervised, this different kinds of learning. I hope it, you guys understood it. Don't forget to follow the podcast on social media. On Instagram, we are podcast.lifewithai and on LinkedIn, it's just lifewithai. And until next Thursday, guys, goodbye.